Good morning. Welcome to Center Baptist Church Online. We uh, just getting things started. So I'm gonna, I started just a little bit early, hopefully to give folks an opportunity to go ahead and log on and uh, get ready to watch. Um, we're uh, hoping to gather together around in this way. So I'm gonna give folks just an opportunity to uh, uh, join in. If we were at church, one of the things that we would do, um, not last week we didn't, because we are social distancing. But one of the things that we did normally, not during virus epidemic, um, would be to um, fellowship and shake hands. Now, you're welcome. If you don't want to, you've been in the house with your family all week and you don't want to hug them, that's fine. But if you want to just post like some of you're doing, a good morning, a handshake, a wave, um, just an emoji on there to take time to fellowship. My family is right now fist bumping as they're sitting here at the table with me. Lucy is um, on her own fellowshipping, um, on, which is our dog. She's fellowshipping on her own. She is social distancing from the family during worship time. So um, but we're gathered around our table. So I hope that you are gathering with uh, your family and loved ones. And uh, just want to take just a moment, let you uh, get ready. Maybe you can grab a cup of coffee, grab your Bible. Um, I would say grab a hymnal, but I'm not really going to be singing. Uh, I may share a song or two in different ways. Um, but uh, this would be a time of greeting. And, uh, you know, I miss that. And, and I look forward to the time. There will be a time, and I believe it with all of my heart, where we will uh, once again be gathered together around uh, God's people in the building. Um, I want to say from the get-go, this has been a hard decision. It has not been easy at all. Um, the deacons and myself, we met and talked about these things. We looked at the uh, president's guidelines, trying to take it very serious. Um, and so I sit here today, and I don't throw stones at anybody that's having church, and I don't throw stones at anybody that's not. I'm grateful that in the midst of this, God's given the technology to allow us this opportunity to gather, even if it's like this, around the computer or phone online, that we can still get the message out. And so we're very grateful for that. Um, I look forward to the day. And if things uh, progress and they still limit us into April, then I'm praying through some other options. So you'll be praying with me. Um, I have mentioned to a few uh, drive-up church. I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but you just pray with me. Um, we're going to figure this thing out together. Because here's the thing. We may not be in a building, but we are still the church. We are still God's people. I miss you, my church family. But I am grateful for this opportunity to gather around God's word and to share. Um, I want to mention just a couple of things. Take a picture. Post it on social media. Um, put hashtag a center church, home church, center home. I get it right in a minute. Center Home Church 2020. Michael took our picture. Uh, and it's not self-promotion. It is a way to say, hey, we're not in the building, but we're still the church. We're still making it a priority to worship. Can I encourage you to do that just as a testimony um, to the world? Can I also mention to you that this video, Lord willing, will be uploaded onto a YouTube channel that Jeremy Adams has worked and built for us. So if you got folks that don't like Facebook or they're not on Facebook, 
point them to the YouTube channel and it'll be up there um, sometime this afternoon or maybe tomorrow and you can watch it then and point others to it just to be able to get the message of hope out there. On our website, you will also find some resources that'll help you during this time, a prayer guide, um, some other information for those of you that are, are that just become homeschoolers um, and are doing there's some opportunities and some resources as well. So I'll keep that in front of you. I also want to um, mention that um, we will be um, able to hopefully do some things through Zoom. And so um, we'll be doing that um, through um, some of our classes. So just kind of look and see, um, be waiting Center Baptist to hear from some of us that we maybe do some, um, some of our classes on uh, Zoom. It's an uh, app where we can come together. So I want to kind of get all that out of the way to share my heart, to say issue. I love you, but I'm grateful that we can gather like this and to kind of give you some information. I will be also, if you have prayer requests, send them to me. Then I'll be doing a prayer uh, email a couple times a week. Um, and I'll try to limit the emails because I know you get inundated. But when they come through, Center Baptist, please make sure that you um, can see those and um, watch those coming through. So um, take, take a moment and make sure you see those. So well, I'm going to open up in a word of prayer and then we're going to get started. Okay. Father, thank you for this time this morning. I pray your blessings upon this service as we gather online. And um, I just pray that you would use it for your glory today. We thank you. This is the Lord's day. It is a day that you have set aside for us to worship. And it's different. It's unique. We're in a new normal, but that we would worship you in spirit and in truth. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Now, um, one of the things that we would do if we were at church, we would be singing it this time. Now, I'm, I promised the deacons and I shared with them. Um, they said, will you uh, do the service online? We talked about all those things. But then um, they said, I said, guys, you want me to sing? And they said, no, we would really not for you not to sing. So I'm not going to do that. But um, what I want to do is give you a song that our choir sings often is called Peace Speaker. And um, it has really ministered to my soul over these last few days. I'm going to just listen to it, the words. It was such a lovely day, and the sun was shining bright. A gentle breeze was blowing my way, not a storm cloud in sight. Then suddenly, without warning, a storm surrounded my life. But even in the storm, I can feel the calm, and here's the reason why. I know the peace speaker. I know him by name. I know the peace speaker. He controls the winds and waves. When he says peace be still, they have to obey. I'm glad I know the peace speaker. Yes, I know him by name. There's never been another man with the power of this friend. By simply saying peace be still, he can calm the strongest wind. So now I'll never worry when the storm clouds come my way. I know that he is near to drive away my fear. And I can smile and say, I know the peace speaker. I know him by name. 
He controls the winds and waves. When he says, peace be still, they have to obey. I'm glad I know the peace speaker. Yes, I know him by name. Peace, peace, wonderful peace down from the Father above. When he says, peace be still, they have to obey. I am glad I know the peace speaker. Yes, I know him by name. I give God praise that I know the peace speaker this morning. Do you know the peace speaker? Right there where you are, could you just say amen right there in your home? You know the peace speaker and you know him by name. But let me just say he knows you by name. And that's what matters even more. In this moment, if we were at church, we would have a time of altar prayer. It is something that we've been doing um, for a month or so now. It's very special. So could you, right there where you're at, maybe with your family, um, maybe with others around you, and just spend some time in an altar prayer. Um, I'm going to get my lady to come together right here behind me. And um, we're going to just come together in prayer. They're really excited about that because they did not want to be on camera. Um, but I love them and I'm so grateful for them. And so we're just going to join hands right here together. Courtney's right there. Come on in. I see her. All right. We're going to pray together. Father God, we come and we just want to lift up this day. We lift up our nation. We pray for President Trump. We pray for our Vice President Pence. We ask you to touch them with wisdom, give them discernment. We pray, God, that in this moment that they would seek you like never before. I pray, God, you would guide them as they lead us and all of the doctors and nurses that are there helping them, and scientists. God, we lift up our governor. We lift up our elected officials here in our county. We pray for our law enforcement, our EMT. We pray for those on the front lines at the with the nurses and doctors, God, that are there, those that would work in the hospitals and doctor's office. We pray, keep them safe, keep them strong, keep them well. We pray for those that have been affected, God, that we've seen on the news of little ones and those young and old alike, we pray, God, bring them. Those that have family members that are watching that maybe have been affected by this, we ask for healing. And then we pray a hedge of protection about your people. We pray, God, that you would keep everyone safe and strong. But God, I also pray that in this, God, we would get strong spiritually. We would, Lord, lean into you like never before. We would see your hand at work in our families. We would see your hand at work in our in our land and country of seeing people saved and seeing people drawn back to you. May God revival come out of this. I still believe, and I've said it many times, this could be our, Lord, our finest hour as the church if we will lean into you and we will love people. God, help us, please. God, move at Center Baptist and all the churches. We lift up every church and every pastor that whether they be meeting at their church or meeting online, God, let the message go out today. That lost men, women, boys, and girls will be saved and lives will be changed for the glory of God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, ladies, and thank you for praying right there where you are. Um, it is my prayer that um, where you're at, you can, um, again, join in with us and uh, just come together. We're going to gather around God's word now. Here in just a moment, but I want to just mention something. 
Um, Courtney had a conversation yesterday, and we began to think about where we're at here in this um, epidemic, pandemic, whatever they want to call it. It is a difficult time. We don't minimize that at all. It's a very serious time. But it's also time to make decisions. And for us, we know we're not gathering with God's people in God's house. But one of the things that's very important to Courtney and I is our giving. We don't give just to be giving. We don't give just to do it. It is an act of worship for Courtney and I and our family. It's something we've committed to the Lord long ago. So we're in a unique time. So how do we do that in worship? Well, a couple of ways, and I want to mention to you. For us, this is our tithe check that we we committed. We talked about it yesterday. That in this season, we're going to commit to give. We're, we're, we're not going to slow down. We're not going to slack up. We're not going to cut back. We're going to give to the glory of God. Why? Well, number one, it's his. It belongs to him. But then number two, we want to be able to say that um, we're trusting in the Lord during these times. The Bible says that um, if we if we will give, he will open up the floodgate of heaven and he will pour out blessings we cannot contain. He will rebuke the devourer for our sakes. We don't do it just for that blessing, but I want to tell you something. If we're walking through these times and it is going to hit us all financially one way or the other, I want God to be involved in that. And I want to trust in him like never before. So how can you do that? What we're going to do is we're going to take this check and we're going to mail it to our church. And Center Baptist, if you are a part of our church, you can do the same. You'll also find a way that I will share through email for you to um, um, mail it to Marty, um, our treasurer, or Lord willing, by this afternoon, we've had Charlie and Ben Sanders have been working like crazy to build up our website even more around this update for these things. But also, there'll be an option on the website where you'll be able to give online. Now, because why, why would we want to continue to give? One, because it's the Lord. It's an act of worship. But two, ministries are still taking place. We are still ministering as a church. We are still sending out funds to missionaries. And boy, do they need it more than ever right now. And ministries all around, benevolent ministries, needs are already coming in for our community of how can we help. But also um, with our church family, as we walk through this, we want to make sure our church family is taken care of. And so I just want to encourage you to continue to give. You can send it in by mail and then Lord willing and, and by this afternoon or at least by tomorrow, you'll be able to give online through our website. So I just want to encourage you in that. And I'll tell you what blessed me is the families that have texted me and have come to me and said, what um, can I do to give? What can I do to give? And so I want to be able to uh, uh, speak to that and encourage that. So that's what we want to do. Well, for the next few minutes, I just want to take an opportunity to share God's word. I was reminded by someone who should remain nameless, um, her initials are Courtney Wilkes, that we are going online. And so not to go as long as I would on Sunday morning. But if you've got a copy of God's word, go to Psalms 23. Psalms 23 is a very beloved uh, passage of scripture. But I want to encourage you. I've jotted down just a few things about this psalm. And then I want to share from God's word. So take your Bibles, get your Bibles with you. 
um, gather around. And for just a few moments here, I want to be able to share um, God's word with you. Psalms 23, and uh, I'm going to read just the first two verses. Now, I have been preaching on the end times, and uh, I still want to continue that. It may be that um, um, one night during the week, and not on Wednesday night, because on Wednesday night, we're still going to do our family devotions. We started that last week. So join us Wednesday night, 630 here on Facebook Live, our family devotions. But I will be doing something uh, maybe on a nighttime, a Tuesday night, a Thursday night, that I'm just going to call Bible study. And uh, we're going to be able to uh, walk through some of those things with uh, the Word of God as it in, um, uh, goes to the end times. But I really felt with all of my heart, God wanted me to go to Psalms 23 and share this thought of Uh, having peace in troubled times, having peace in troubled times. Read this passage with me, the first two verses of Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, or it might say there's nothing I lack. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still or quiet waters. Join me in prayer as we ask God's blessings on his word. Father, speak now as only you can. Encourage our hearts in you. God, use this word to help us today. In Jesus' name, amen. When I think about Psalms 23, we know right off the bat it says it is a psalm of David. David was a man after God's own heart. David had been a shepherd boy, but then David had also become a king. David, I believe, wrote this psalm towards the latter part of his life. I don't believe it was at the beginning of his life. I believe it was at the end of his life. He's looking back and he makes the statement and he says, the Lord is my shepherd. When you think about what he's talking about, that it comes from the heart of someone who knew the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. David had known what it was to face a giant and defeat a giant with a rock and win a great victory. But David had known what it was to also lose the battle at home at times. David had known what it was to be king and have all that that came with it. But also known what it was to live in a cave and not know where his next meal was coming from. David knew what it was to have victory on the battlefield and be pursuing and win the battle over the enemy. But David also knew they were what it was like to be pursued by Saul and run and hiding. David knew what it was like to have his family gathered around in peace, but also knew what it was like when his family was against him. He knew the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Here was a man that could say, in all that I've been through, in the good times and the bad times, in the tough times and the sweet times, the Lord is my shepherd. And David knew what he was talking about. David had grown from a boy being a shepherd. From a teenage boy had kept the sheep, had had been the one to guard the sheep. David knew shepherding and David knew sheep. And it was from that moment David said, when I look at my life, I'm just a mere sheep. I am helpless. I have nothing that I can cling to. I have no one to look after me except for this thought. The Lord is my shepherd. David knew that sheep had had oftentimes would be helpless without a shepherd. And if the sheep did not have an adequate shepherd, 
they would be at a loss. But David said, in my life, I'm the sheep and he is my shepherd. I just jotted down some things about this. When he says that he is my shepherd, David saying, he's my keeper. He's my provider. He, he is my helper, my protection, my shelter from the storm. When David would say that I'm a sheep, he was saying, I have a need for somebody to take care of me. I have a need for somebody to come alongside of me. I have a need for somebody to be right there. He was admitting his desperate need of the Lord. The psalm is so precious, isn't it? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How many times have I used this at a funeral? How many times have I said this beside a loved one who was passing from this life to the next? How many times have I used this passage to encourage someone along the way? How many times have I said it to myself? But why now? Why not speak to the things going on? Why not? I'm going to tell you something. Here's the, here's the truth. I had prayed and asked God. I, I really wanted to speak on the moment. That was my thought. The moment we're living in. And I had really pressed in on that. But God would not give me freedom. God would not give me allowance. And I kept pressing in. And God kept bringing me back to Psalms 23. And so I just finally said, okay, God, that because it, it, it said it's something everybody knows. But with fresh eyes, can we say again, like never before in the midst of this craziness, we need to go back to what we know. We need to go back to the fundamentals. And what do we know? The Lord is my shepherd it is a word not just for david it's a word for all of us to speak peace in troubled times it speaks to the one person who can give us peace the one person who has the power to speak peace to our troubled soul <clears throat> and that's the lord he's the only one you say well does it speak of jesus well it's not a messianic psalm in a sense that it speaks to him alone Psalm 22 does. Psalm 22 is a psalm that speaks of the crucifixion in the future. David would, by prophetic, see the cross, and it's where he would see the Lord on the cross, and it's a prophetic psalm. It's really what many preachers have said. It's the Mount Calvary of Psalms. Psalm 24 speaks of the soon return of Christ and him going into heaven. It is the Mount Zion of Psalms. So Psalm 23 is that valley that we live in between the crucifixion and the return of Christ. And it points us, I believe, to the Lord Jesus. Jesus himself said in John chapter 10 that he's the good shepherd and he gives his life for the sheep. He is the one that lays his life down. So in the midst of the fear and the chaos of what we're walking through and the unknown and the new normal and being afraid to even go to the grocery store, being afraid to go to the doctor, wondering what in the world are people doing with all that toilet paper? Whatever it is we're walking through, we need to know that he's our shepherd and he is right there with us. What well, can we say a few things about this, about this passage? Let me just give you a couple things that I jotted down. In verse one, the Lord's my shepherd. In verse two, the Lord is my peace. In verse three, the beginning of it, he's my help. Verse three, the latter part, he's my righteousness. Verse four, he's my companion. Verse five, he is my victory. Verse six, he is my provision a little closer we're looking at that word the lord he's my divine person looking at that i will not want he's my divine promise green pastures and still waters that's divine peace i'm not alone you are with me in the valley can i just say something in this time of isolating ourselves maybe you are a single mom or a single dad 
maybe you are uh, uh, one of our senior saints and, and you're at home by yourself. Can I just tell you something? If you're there by yourself or you've got five or six around you, you are not alone because if you're a child of God, Jesus Christ is there with you and his presence, divine presence. My cup runneth over, divine plenty. Anoint my head with oil, divine power. Dwell in the house of the Lord forever, divine place. That's just the nutshell of this psalm. How rich is the psalm. But can we just say, as we draw into those two verses, here's the big idea. That's a, something I've been using in our church, kind of putting it there as the big idea, the big thought that we want to have. Here it is. The Lord is my shepherd. He has the right and the responsibility for my life. This world seems like it's out of control. And the reason we have fear rising up in us is because we can't control. We, we, we can't control. And, and, and people say that's why a lot of people are hoarding things because they can control that. They control what's in the cabin. They control what's, what's in the storage. But, but ladies and gentlemen, we're, we don't have any control. But our shepherd does. He has the right and the responsibility for our life. It speaks to his character, the Lord. Did you catch that? The Lord. It's in capital letters. O-R-D. It speaks. It's not just a, a, a simple word. It speaks of his majesty, his power. Early this morning, I got out on my back deck and I looked at the stars. You know, the Bible says that he knows the stars by name. The Bible said he spoke this word into existence. The Bible said he holds this world in his hands. That's who our shepherd is. That's who our owner is. It is the Lord. He has a right to be our shepherd. The Bible says in John chapter 10 that the, he is the good shepherd and he laid his life down for the sheep. He has a right to be our shepherd because he laid his life down. Here's a question. How did he do that? By going to the cross giving himself as a sacrifice for sin, allowing him to be nailed to a cross. Why would the Son of God allow himself to be nailed to a cross? Here's why. For you and for me. He laid his life down for us. <laughs> what love our shepherd has for us. But here's the thing. We've been bought with a price. See, when that shepherd goes out there looking for those sheep, he has to pay for them. You understand that? If I want to go buy a cow, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta if I want to have a cow in my front yard, I gotta pay for that cow. Let's not just go steal it from the pasture somewhere, and it ain't gonna work very well. Plus, we don't have a big yard. <laughs> We're his sheep. He paid the ultimate price for us, and that price was his blood. And because of that, it then moves into a relationship. To become one of his sheep is that he comes after us, speaks our name, calls us to himself, and we run to him, and he trusts us, and we trust in him as our Savior and Lord. Do you know him as your Savior? Is it a relationship? David said, the Lord is my shepherd. It is, it is there where it is um, personal. It's personal. He's my shepherd. I want you to understand something. I, 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 I'm a nobody. I mean, I, I couldn't amount to much if the, my life depended on it. Probably, nobody could would know me if you even went past Cleveland, Georgia. But my God gave His life for me, and my God is my shepherd, and He knows me. 
and he is my personal shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. It's personal. Do you know him? Have you been saved? Oh, listen to me. If you're watching this in the midst of this chaos, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, you don't know who to turn to. You don't know where to go to. The Bible says in John chapter 10, all the other folks that are coming are thieves and robbers. And the thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But he said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Do you know Jesus? Bottom line, if you don't get saved now, trust in Christ now. Tell him you, you repent of your sins and turn to him. I'm telling you, if I didn't know Jesus, I'd make sure I did before this day was over. I thank God that I got saved when I was six years old. I thank God he's my shepherd. I don't know what I'd have done this past week if he had not been my shepherd. You don't just need to know about him. You need to know him. He's present. Notice it says is. <laughs> not was, not will be. I know that may not be deep preaching, but boy, it's good preaching. What I mean by that is, it's is. It means right now. Right now, where I'm at, what I'm living through, what I'm walking through, he is now present with me. He's not left the throne. He's not advocated the throne. He is still alive and well. He is still all powerful and all knowing. He is my shepherd. But it speaks to his responsibility. The sheep are the shepherd's responsibility. You ever seen a, a sheep get up and plant grass? You ever seen a sheep dig a ditch to get water, to get better water? You ever seen a sheep go over there and start combing out another sheep's fur so they can get the bugs out? Nope. Who does that? Shepherd. Who's the one that makes the fields clean? Who's the one that makes sure there's food in the trough? Who's the one that makes sure when the wolves come that the, that's going out there to attack? Who's the one that takes care of the enemies that would come? It's the shepherd. We're his responsibility. You had to say something? There's no better hands to be in. Amen? No better hands to be in the one who holds this world in his hands, who holds us in his hands. There's no better hands to be in except for the shepherd. Praise God that he is our shepherd. His character, but his care. David said, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. Now let's be real. That doesn't mean there's going to be an absence of problems. That doesn't mean that be in need and, and have things you're walking through and dealing with. What it means though is you will never be alone. It means you will have everything you need both spiritually, physically, and I believe emotionally. I believe God takes care of his own. Here's what I got to thinking about. Man, things are shutting down. Sometimes supplies aren't there. You, you go and someday you might be able to get ground beef. You might not. You may have to get bologna. You may have to get, I don't know. But you're looking at all the shelves and they're, they seem like they're out of things. Can I say something to you? Our shepherd is not out. He is not out of grace. He's not out of mercy. He's not out of provision. I've been amazed this week how God's provided for our family. I'm telling you, child of God, the shepherd will take care of the sheep. Don't be fearful. Now listen, fear is real. And it happens, and we wonder how can we deal with it. Fear divides our mind. We take our fears to the shepherd, and we remember who's got us. See, I'm not looking for Washington to take care of me. I'm not look. Listen, I'm praying for my president. I'm thankful what they're doing. But Washington's 
The governor's not my source. And listen, I love church, but Center Baptist ultimately is not my source. The Lord Jesus Christ is my source. And he is not run dry. His warehouses aren't empty. His shelves are still stocked. And he's able to do what only he can do. He, he will provide. Listen, he'll provide peace. He'll provide grace. He'll provide mercy. He will provide his provision, but also his peace. It says he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down. Hello. How about did you live in a time when the world hit the pause button? There ain't no running around to ball games. Ain't no running around to shows and movies and not running around to amusement parks. All those things are wonderful. Don't get me wrong. But God hit the pause button. He said to the sheep, it's time to lay down. It's time to get some rest. What are you doing with all this? How are you handling it? I tell you, it didn't take God by surprise. And one of the things that God's doing is showing us his peace in the midst of it. Did you know for a sheep to be able to lay down, sheep by nature are agitated creatures. They are um, skittish by nature. What do I mean by that? I, I've been reading some this week of shepherd and sheep, and one shepherd made the comment that had a family come to see them on the ranch, and they had a little dog like our dog, little Lucy, which I keep waiting. At any minute, a car is going to come by that's going to get her riled up, and she's going to join the service, and it'll be okay. Because <laughs> that's what happens when you do live at home. The little dog like Lucy jumped out of the truck and just came running to the fence line. And the shepherd over said over 200 sheep just took off across the hillside, scared them to death. You've been scared this week? You've been fearful this week? It's okay. It's okay. You're human. It's a real emotion. I have felt it. You have felt it. So what do we do with it? We take it to the Lord. And God says to us, I want you to lay down. So what does he do? To the, what does the shepherd have to do to get that sheep laid down? Number one, it's got to remove all the fear. It's got to take it to a lush place. Now, we look around our North Georgia area. We, we see lush pastures. Pick with all this rain. That's wonderful. Don't get that in your mind, though, what David's talking about. David was talking about Israel where they would have patches. It was a very desert area around them, but only patches, two main rainy seasons, and they would have patches of pastures that that shepherd had worked hard to develop. So it literally means when he says, lead you into pastures, taking you from the drought and the dryness into a place of abundance. He's saying to us, let me remove the fear. How does he do that? He speaks peace to us. The Bible says he is the peace or the song says he's the peace speaker. Why? That speaks to that in the word of God. When he comes to the storm, he speaks peace. Then he says, I read this morning in John chapter 15 or 14, he says, my peace have I given you. There's something about the presence of the shepherd that gets the peace, the sheep to calm down. I want you to know he's with you. You're not alone. I don't care if you're, if you're having, if you're still having to go to work, he's with you. If, you're, if your kids are at home, you don't know how it's all going to work out. He's with you. If you're, if you're um, driving down the road and you have to be in a lot of places around a lot of people still, he's with you. The shepherd will not leave you. He is right there for the sheep. You remember the, the three Hebrew children? And they were in the fiery furnace. 
And they were thrown in the fiery furnace. And the Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar says, wait a minute. I see four men. Didn't we put three in there? And the fourth man is like the son of God. I'm telling you, when the fire gets on, that's when Jesus steps in. Our shepherd is able to speak to our fears and speak peace to us and cause us to lie down. The sheep have to be free of fear, free of pestilence, free of um, of hunger, and he fills their hungry soul. I want you to know in this time of pause, let it be a time of reflection. Let it be a time of restoring your soul. Let it be a time of getting into God's word. Let it be a time of leaning into him. And when those fears do rise up, and they will, take them to the shepherd. Get on your knees in prayer. Lay them before the Lord. He will lay us down. There is a reason God's do, God is getting our attention. And he's saying, I'm still God and I'm still here. One final thought, and I'm, I'm really trying to close up his path. He says, he leads me beside still waters. So there's a part of this journey we're on is rest. It's kind of uh, to uh, seek and be renewed and be refreshed. And I pray you're doing that <laughs> without killing somebody in your house for being there the time that you have. But there's also a point he's leading us. The Bible says in John 10, the sheep hear my voice and follow me. Did you know that the sheep, you can be, and I've seen videos of it in, in the Middle East. They can be four shepherds with all their four different flocks gathered around a well. And one shepherd will make a sound that only his sheep know. And they'll run to him when he leaves and the others will stay and only his sheep will follow because the sheep know the shepherd's voice. He's leading us right now. Listen to me. The Bible says he goes ahead of us as our shepherd. He's leading us. He doesn't push us. He's leading us. Right now, he's leading us. He's in charge. This is all new. What we're doing is new. What churches are having to do is new. Families are having to do. It's a new normal. What do we do? I don't know. I don't know. But I know one who does. And I'm trying my very best to hear his voice. There's a lot of voices on television, isn't there? A lot of negative voices. A lot of noises that, that come at us. With new, we, we need to be informed. Listen to me. You better make sure, first of all, you're getting into God's word and in prayer before you turn on the other stuff so that you can hear his voice first. Hear his voice of clarity to speak to your heart, to speak peace, direction. All the other voices of the culture, of your own fears, of your worries. Don't listen to those. Listen to the voice of Almighty God. He will direct you. Can I say something to you? He's directing us now, not just to sit here and rest, but also there's an activity of the sheep. God's listen, this can be the finest hour of the church. A couple things. One, you personally draw near to Jesus, draw into him, go by those still waters. Let God restore your souls. Let him lead you to, to grow in this moment, to seek him, to learn from him, but also your family and friends. Don't waste this moment. We've had more meals around this table this week. We've had in a long time. I say that to my shame. To not leading our family to gather around this table. We got so busy, but to God be the glory, we have gathered around this table. Number two, we have prayed together. We have sought God's word together. We have prayed and opened up God's word around this table. 
It has been so precious. Grow together as a family. Pray together as a family. But not just within your own family and friends. Check on them. Listen. You say, preacher, I can't get out. Phones still work. Text messages, letters. Look for ways. I want to say this just to God be the glory. Yesterday morning I was praying. And I was like, Lord, I want to do something. I don't, I don't know. I Show us what. I want to go beyond what we're doing. And, and so I came and began to share with Courtney. And she shared an idea. I'm not going to tell you what it was. but Because it's not about that. But she had a, a heart passion to say, here's what I want to do to bless some people that are keeping this country going in our little town. Some of these folks maybe that work at the grocery stores and other places, we just want to bless them. So God put something in our heart and, and we and we did that and we began to do that yesterday. We hope to do more of it this week. Find ways. Say, say God, where do you want to lead me to help others? How can I pray for others? How can I? I'm so thankful our church is praying for people, reaching out. People are stepping up. I've had people work on things online to help us do more online. I've had people say, how can I help? They are reaching more people. They're talking to more people. They're praying with people. Look for ways. This could be the finest hour if we'll let God lead us. Here's the bottom line. Who's your shepherd? Is the Lord your shepherd? Boy, if he is, hallelujah. You shall not want. He'll make you to lie down. He'll speak peace, child of God. But if he's not, he needs to be today. If you don't know Jesus, right now you can pray and simply say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins. I ask you to come and live in my heart and to be my Savior and Lord. Ask him by faith. Reach out to me by messenger or post or website, email, some way. Let me know. Love to pray with you. If, if you are saved, are you overcome with fear? Have you walked away from the Lord? Listen, your shepherd's looking for you. Come back. He's right there speaking to you. He's right there saying, speak peace, speak peace. There's a song I'm going to read again. And, uh, it's one my mama used to sing. Stevie used to sing. Aunt Helen used to sing. One that means a lot to me. I pray it will be a blessing as you think about this today as your shepherd and how God can speak peace. This old world is full of pain and misery. Sometimes Satan stands and lashes how did me <clears throat> but with jesus on my side i am satisfied and it's so peaceful in the arms of my lord and it's so in the arms of my lord and in his presence i am sheltered from the storm it's so good to have his spirit it's so good to have his word and it's so peaceful in the arms of my lord now think about it child of god one day all of this will be over listen 
when I come down to the crossing of the tide. I can't help but get emotional. When I see old Jordan's waters deep and wide, that dark river I'll not fear, for my Jesus will be near. And it's so peaceful in the arms of my Lord. Now, I know you're just there in your house, but if you know that chorus, sing it with me. It's so peaceful in the arms of my Lord. And in his presence, I am sheltered from the storm. It's so good to have his spirit. It's so good to have his word. And it's so peaceful in the arms of my Lord. Child of God, you're his sheep and he's your shepherd. And in this chaotic time of uncertainty and the new normal, it's peaceful when you're in the arms of the He's got you. He's got us all. Amen. Can I encourage you? Share this video. Let others know. Center Baptist will be looking for other opportunities as we move along. You'll be getting reached out to by our people again this week. If you've got needs, I want to know them. I want to share with you. Again, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for my family being here around the table with me. Um, it's been a blessing uh, to gather around in this way. I look forward to the time, though, we'll be together again. We bless you all, and may the Lord encourage you And uh, in this journey. Remember, there is peace in troubled times because the Lord is my shepherd. May the Lord bless you is my prayer today.